Hi, everyone. This is Janice Alpert with On Purpose, a podcast where I interview people who have found their purpose in interesting ways in hopes that whoever listens maybe might get motivated or inspired or just feel good after they listen. So today my guest is Rachel DeRocher, um, and she's going to tell us about herself and how she got to where she is now. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Janice. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for doing this. I so appreciate it. Um, so let's just kind of dive right in. Why don't you tell me a little bit about where you grew up and kind of your how your childhood was a little bit and just a little bit about yourself. I am a Cincinnati girl. I have been ah. born and raised in Cincinnati. And I always was like, I'm going to travel and do all of this stuff. And I am here and I have never really left. Oh, so I understand. It, right. Um, grew up in a really cool household. I think entrepreneurship is definitely something that runs in my family. Oh. Um, my, parents, um, my parents owned a pizza place. Uh, my mom's always kind of worked in food. My great grandfather actually started the country kitchen back in the forties. Wow. So they sold the franchise in the eighties. They ended up franchising it and they had over 400 locations. So like it's, yeah. it's in my blood in this, like once I talk about like some of the food projects that I've worked on over the last decade and stuff. And so um, I think completely supported as a dreamer in my house. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also the middle child. So oh, every you know, comes with I the middle it. child. I, I am it. So <laughs> I hear you. As I said, ditto, I'm a middle child too. Right. So how, um, so you have an, an older, I have an older sister and a younger brother and we're like eight years. Oh, different so a, yeah. so like very much spread out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, so growing up, so like when you were in like grammar school, high school, whatever, did were you at that time? Cause as you're going to find out, Rachel is quite an entrepreneur, but did you have that kind of like, Oh, this is what I want to do. Like, when do you feel like you started thinking in that direction? So it's interesting in high school, I remember getting in trouble for <laughs> passing around gratitude journals or really like, best of like, well, probably good. Cause like also Rachel's really loud. Like I, I am allowed, um, in high school, I also just owned who I was. Like, I think I shaved my head. I oh, like wow. you all of the fun stuff. Right? Like, let's try it. But like mm -hmm. always, I always gratitude was always part of it with me too. Like I remember like it was either a gratitude journal or like we would pass out like around a notebook and it was like, things that you love or things that made you happy, like, right. It's like, the, it, maybe not necessarily the entrepreneur side was maybe not as present, but the gratitude. So where did, no, that's, that's amazing. And, and those who are regular listeners will know that my last podcast was also about gratitude. So I feel like we're having a theme right now that a message needs to get out into the world and the universe about being grateful. But that's unusual, I think, for a teenager where your parents, particularly, I don't know, religious or spiritual or spiritual for sure. And I think that it was rooted in me from an early age. I don't remember growing up and having a gratitude practice. Okay. But it was definitely something that hooked me in. And like I I've not let go of it. If you ask me, Rachel, what's your purpose? I believe my purpose on this planet and right now and has been for a while is to spread the message of gratitude and build community. Wonderful. I, I believe in gratitude 
on a cellular level. And I think because I've had so many experiences where time and time again, gratitude is what's pulled me up. Right. We talk yes. a lot about that entrepreneurial, you know, I don't want to sit on here and be like, I'm an entrepreneur and it's so great. <laughs> it's hard. Entrepreneur, and I've been through all of these experiences that's made me a better entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that hero's journey story and gratitude. When I teach it and when I talk about it, I have found that it's the one tool in this like spiritual toolbox that we have that it's whole, if that makes sense. So like it, you don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. You don't need anything special for it. And and gratitude doesn't say, oh, you're having a hard day. Shucks. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry, you're having a hard day. What gratitude does is says, oh, oh, I see you. Yeah. And you're having a hard day. Like, okay. All right. Take a breath. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just gratitude. I'm going to come and sit with you. And I'm going to say, all right sis, you've had a hard day and you've got a roof over your head. Yeah. And the kids are here. So we have family dinner mm-hmm. tonight. And that guy held the door open when he saw your hands were full. Beautiful. Right? So like it, it brings the light and the dark together. If it's yeah. done the way that I, I believe, right. right. It brings the wholeness because at the end of the day, we're whole humans, right? We've right. got good and bad. We've got fear and yep. love. We've got worry and beauty. So gratitude embodies that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important when I teach it. And when I talk about it, Janice is to remind people that it isn't here to tell you don't feel that way. Exactly. It, it's here to say, I see you feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And I love the way you're saying that because, you know, as a therapist, I always, I'm always telling people, this is 41 years in practice as a human, we are a human being. And so we are multifaceted. We have a variety of feelings that we were meant to have because otherwise, you know, if there's a little yin and yang, we're not going to go forward so that all of that's normal. It's what you do with it. And that what's great is as human beings, and we are complex species, we are, again, multifaceted, especially that we can hold on to more than one feeling at the same time. So we can feel today's really hard. And I love how you do it. And I have healthy children and I have a roof over my head and I have food on my table and whatever the end is so that, but that doesn't take away that you're having a crappy day. You can still have a, a, a you know, bad day because we're human and as and human beings. to acknowledge that, right? Exactly. I mean, say it's not all what social, like any, anything, right. It's not, it's not what we see in the movies. It's not what we nope. see on social media. It's nope. this real experience between these four walls that we live in. Exactly. And being in our own and in, in our own human body. So even though, you know, as people know, I feel this purpose of whatever we're going to do in our life is, is usually comes from our soul, yep. but we're still, we're still in this human body for a reason. Right. So we, there are things that are, we might have an ache, an actual physical ache, and then, and someone might break our heart and they're just yep. things that happen in life. So I'm curious, Rachel, if you could give us a personal example that something, you know, kind of maybe icky happened yeah. and how gratitude helped you get out of it. Oh, um, yeah. One story here. Okay. Okay. I recently, so recently in 2019, we brought on an investor, our first investor. Okay. And, um, it was around October and 
we realized in January of 2020, he was robbing us blind. <gasps> oh, oh right? my gosh. No biggie. Um, and horrible, horrible. And for us, we might look really big because I've got a lot of stuff and, and we're growing to that next level. We're still at the heart and soul of our businesses small. We're, we are, okay. we are a household brand. Like we, we are here in the Cincinnati region, even though like we're rippling out past this community, like we're still small business okay. at our heart and soul. Okay. I just want to tell you listener that we're going to get into what Rachel does right after this story. So if you're thinking like, well, what is she, what is she doing here? We're, we're not, we're not skipping over that, but let's finish this little part of the story. And then we're going to get back into what exactly yeah. is your little small business that you'd like, you know, to make you maybe be a little bigger, but go ahead. So we discovered that he had stolen, I mean, it was over $40,000. Oh it was major impact. And it's one of those like, whew, right? Yes. And I remember calling my dad the day that we discovered it. And I said, if this happened to me Mm -hmm. that I can shed light. Okay. Right. Yeah. Happened to me so that I can use my voice to Mm -hmm. say, Hey, wait a second. If this happened to me so that I could look at how tired I am, Mm -hmm. how I'm burning candle at both ends and go not working. Right. And then also there has to be a level for this, for me, I also had to have a level of forgiveness in my heart Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, we're all human, right? Yes, we are making an excuse. Nope. Offering forgiveness takes the weight off my shoulders. Right. And that's super important. Lots of times people think forgiveness means that you let the person who did something horrible, like steal or even, you know, abuse, like they're off, like that's over. You do the forgiveness for your own self, because when we hold on to all that anger and hurt, I mean, yes, we have to work through it. But when we can let it go, it's healing for us. It's not about the other person. And that's it. Gratitude then guided me through all of that. To recognize my part in it. But also, Janice, the shame, like when I would, I, oh. people came out of the woodwork, he stole from me. Oh my gosh. Da, 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 da. And they would say, I had so much shame. I never, sure, cause I'm sure you felt like fool. I can only I, like, okay, it's like, I let the fox in the hen house. Well, that's exactly. not true. And so gratitude allowed me to step back and go, my businesses are still here. I still own a hundred percent of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait a second. You know what? My family is safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have food in our refrigerator. Yes. Right? Like it's taking it down and going, what, what is the real thing of it? Right. I mean, I and what's the teacher? I always feel sure. I always when something traumatic happens or, or really unsettling, if one cares to look at it, it's an opportunity to go a little deeper inside and say, hmm, what am I supposed to be learning and growing from this? And I don't talk about this story a lot because of that. Like, oh my gosh, like it's such a big, but I also oh. think that it's a great thing to shed light. We're all holding so much stuff yes, in our bodies are. and right in that energetic space that like, yep. I can't forgive them. Do you know what they did? For, and, and to offer that up here in conversation to mm-hmm. say, you can also always choose to lighten your load. Exactly. And again, you do it for yourself. 
It's not right. about the other person. It's it's right. it's when we hold in anger and rage and resentment and whatever it is, you know, that it's toxic. So, yeah. yes, as human beings, do we have those feelings periodically? Of course, especially when something traumatic like that happens. Yep. And then it's like, OK, I have this. I I'm aware of it. How do I heal from it? Because I don't want to. It's like it, it's too toxic. Does mud? I, I feel like it's always when I picture bad. It's like mud inside of you that's just kind of churning, and it's icky. It's just and not- I think it, right. And then it also it goes back to like you guys. We're all going through these human experiences, whether it's a, you stubbed your toe or you burnt dinner or your husband forgot your anniversary. Whatever right. these things are, or the bigger things like the pandemic and oh my gosh, oh this whole pandemic. Thing. Yeah, that's going to be like oh it'll be a month, and here we are still kind of figuring well, hopefully it out. Almost are we? Yet, so I think it's that. I think so. Then all of a sudden you start looking at how gratitude's playing a part in your life and where you're worrying when you can actually turn that worry or fear, anxiety into good, into beauty, into the light, like give it all, like take all of that and give gratitude around every piece of it. Like I always tell people like you've got something rubbing you, like triggering you. Let's find 10 things to be grateful for about that thing then. Like shed light on it. And and be aware again, who uh, listeners that that is not always easy. I myself have a gratitude journal and I try to put three things a day in it. Um, and I try to make them be different things that I can really, you know, pinpoint. And I just feel like it, it gives a, um, an intention for the day. It just shifts a little bit. Um, it doesn't take long. It's, I, I have, an, I have different, I have one by my bed. They're not, nothing fancy. You can buy them at whatever TJ Maxx for $4. Yep. Um, but it's, it's just really a nice, thing to have. Yes. And one of the things um, back to the gratitude, and then we'll go back to your thing that I, I thought was interesting from our kind of last person, or I read it somewhere, is that if you want something really badly, so let's say you, I'm just going to use a physical thing, your leg is broken and the doctor said it's going to take eight weeks, that you start right at the beginning saying how grateful you are that your leg is going to heal, like th- that your leg is healed. So you act as if it's already done. And they say, I don't know if it's true or not, that it actually speeds up whether it's healing or like with a business, I want to, I, re- I remember, and I think I might've said like visualization when I had my first book, I remember putting the title of the book on a piece of paper. And then I had a picture of an ad from Barnes and Noble. This is about 30 years ago and I'm, or longer. And I remember putting up there going, I, at some point I'm going to have my book in Barnes and Noble. Thank you for having my book in Barnes and Noble. And I'm going to do a talk. And I, and that ended up all happening. Now, I'm not saying it just happened because I put the thing up there. My, my picture, I did do some work to get there, but it? um, it's it, the it, hard work behind it. Exactly. And I think that's the flip with gratitude. Gratitude's not, again, it's not trying to take anything away. No. But if you're sitting there wanting more in your life, you're you are trying to manifest, if that's the word, you're trying mm-hmm. to visualize whatever that word that resonates with you in that mm-hmm. space. It's not going to happen until you appreciate all of the good that you have exactly. in your life. That's, that's why the practice is so important is it shows totally. light on acknowledging the fact that you are holding a warm cup of tea on a cold morning. 
Wonderful. All right. So let's go back now to how you, so you, you knew at a young age, you just had great, which is again, very unusual. Most kids and teenagers, they're grateful if they get asked to the homecoming. I mean, you know, and and I wouldn't even say grateful. They would just go, yay. So they're not reflecting on gratefulness at all. So you started at a young age and how did that then turn into, you know, kind of, why don't you share a little bit about what your first endeavor was i mean did you work at a company first did you automatically open up your own yeah so i did marketing for a, a national grocery store here locally and um that was your first job uh, no, I don't know if well not like that was my first job real job right okay. i mean obviously like i'd done other stuff and um and so when i was there And I just say that like, that's such a blip in my story. I saw that you could make local food, all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I lost my job in a corporate buyout transition, um, which was like manna from heaven, right? Like that was my gift. That was like the opportunity. Ended up being a blessing in disguise. Yes, absolutely. Right. And so um, that was in 2009, 2008, I lost my job. And then 2009, and this is just the laws of the universe, right? Um, We had been trying to have a kid Mm -hmm. and had been trying for over a year, nothing, nothing, nothing. I literally like get my last paycheck and we were pregnant two weeks later. Wow. Right. And so like the stress, all of the the universe is like, okay, now you're ready. So, and I say that because I have three kids. Um, Camden is 21. Rosie is... Um, will be 13 and Ellis is 11. Wow. Rosie is my only daughter. Mm-hmm. So I grew up again in a really thoughtful home, but also my mother, bless her. I remember hearing like, I wish I would have done this. I should have done this. Like, okay. oh, I could have done that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when my daughter was born, mm-hmm. I realized Cause right. You come out with that passion. Like I'm going to teach my kids. Like they can do anything, like set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. I realized that like, I could sit here and tell her mm-hmm. or I could look at how I'm living my life mm. and what I'm missing out on and what I want to create and show her how to okay. live a passionate life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was doing some baking around the holidays. She was four weeks old and is that um, your oldest or my middle. So your middle. My, oh, you said oldest, that you said that Yeah, my yeah. oldest is, was yeah. eight at the time when I launched yeah. my first company. Um, and so April of 2010, so we were, she, Rosie was five and a half months old when I launched my first company, which is called grateful grams, grateful oh. grams. We say that we're a gratitude company that makes a cookie. We're not a cookie company that talks about gratitude. Okay. So I started out in my house with literally a baby strapped to my back, rolling out graham crackers on a mission to spread the message of gratitude. And so like we would do farmer's markets or all of these events. And I would literally have a paper tablecloth, like, and people would come in and write out what they were grateful for. Like, wow. So it was always integrated into everywhere we were showing up. So like mm-hmm. now, how did you happen to pick graham crackers? Cause it started with a G. No, it's because I had never had a handmade graham cracker, grew up on graham crackers. My grandmother still carries them in her purse. Oh, that's um, hysterical. Eating a handmade one, my mind was blown. I was like, holy moly, nobody on the market's making a handmade graham cracker. I never it's heard of it. Labor intensive. That's yes. why. Um, <laughs> but 
and it tasted like there was like this nostalgia. I'm a s'mores girl uh-huh. about eating a s'more on our grams. Like it doesn't crumble everywhere. Like it's just, um, also our product is vegan. And that was a nod to my dad who would be cancer and like adapted a vegan diet. So like there was ways okay. to tie more of our story in. Okay. Um, and then now we put quotes from our customers on our packaging about what they're grateful for. We have oh, a page on the website where you can go and tell us what you're grateful for. So it's been the core of that company. So as we were growing Grateful Grams regionally here as a food maker, as a woman, as a just out in the community, realizing that there wasn't anything for food entrepreneurs to come together and be supported, be in okay. community, network, all of this stuff. And so our nonprofit, which is the Incubator Kitchen Collective, was born. And that we operate through the lens that healthy people build healthy businesses. Okay. So I love my people. We've supported over 170 startups here regionally. Oh my goodness. Just in the Ohio area? Yeah. Yep. Wow. And mm-hmm. while you're doing this, is there like a feeling, you know, I always, you know, when we talk about purpose or over this, you know, year and a half that I've been doing the podcast or two, almost two years now, yeah. you know, I always ask the person, did you have a feeling inside? Like I'm doing this and I just know I'm on the right path, like inside yourself. Absolutely. Because I think like the, like, you know, when you just, you're in that alignment and things just are like working, not that that's that it's not hard and not that you don't bump up against the wall. And that's important. We can be on our purpose and on our path. And it doesn't mean that it's easy peasy. That's it. Right. And so it just kept unfolding. It was very, if I lack of better word, it was very easy. So, okay, good. We, we kind of, um, and I, no money. Um, I started programs <laughs> on $1,000. I started the incubator on $0. Wow. Meaning that we found a kitchen that was built out and we literally opened our doors and said, we're going to build this for our community. Like we just need you to show up and we'll so, figure it out. So no more cooking the grams in your house. You actually found a kitchen. We had, yeah, we outgrew our house within six months of when I started. So okay. we were actually renting another space and then we needed our own space mm-hmm. and realized that I'm at the market five days a week and we're with all these makers. So we just said, if you ever need anything, like come run our kitchen, like we're, we're out of there by two o'clock every afternoon. Right. Okay. And so it was very organic. We had looked at a larger facility and again, lack of funding. And so six months later, I called him and I said, is your space still empty? And he goes, yeah. And I said, great. Now you need me. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's figure this out. So Ken um, was the interim director for Meals on Wheels here. And so their oh. kitchen was very underutilized because they had shifted the way that okay. they made the product. And then now we actually have a 10,000 square foot facility that we oh. operate and we wow. support 40 plus companies a month. Um, and so they pre- come to your kitchen and they cook or whatever their yep. product is. Yep. They rent so space. The membership. And so we do, we're high touch, meaning wow. I want to help these guys break through the limited beliefs that they have, the mm-hmm. fear, the, worry, the anxiety, the fear of failure, the fear of success. Again, healthy people build healthy businesses so that the human behind the business yes. has the tools that they need to go grow their business. Okay. So, so the actual practicality of it in terms of the kitchen, I, pots and pans, whatever. 
Absolutely. And, but we do a lot of mentoring. Like my okay. husband does the day-to-day stuff. So like operating the kitchen, turning on the oven, that's all him. But looking at strategy, looking at how you're telling your story, looking at stores, looking at how to grow wholesale, like that's my lane. Okay. Um, and so that has grown um, over the last nine years. That was 2013 that that started. Right. Amazing. And then there's this other Rachel bucket. Um, and in the Rachel bucket, I've had podcasts in the past. I don't do them right now. Uh Um, We've put on a music festival that's been on pause since COVID. Right. Um, But what has come out of is I developed a deck of cards we call gratitude grams. It's another tool in your toolbox. Are you still doing the grams? Are you still selling the gram crackers? We're still selling the grams. We absolutely are still in business. Um, Can people get them who don't live in Cincinnati? Yep. You can order them at gratefulgrams.com. Okay. Um, and then I like like a good graham cracker. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll send you the box. Noah, I need an address. Okay. Shipped out. Um, and so I, so gratitude grams is a deck of cards that I have. They're mantras and phrases that I've used for the last 20 years. I do like on my Instagram on Rachel DeRocher, like I pull a card every Monday and set an intention for us for the week. While you're talking, I want to ask you, do you ever sleep? I mean, yeah, this is the funniest part. You guys, I go to bed every night. Like I am in my bed by eight o'clock unless I have a work event and I am asleep by nine o'clock, nine 30. And what time I, do you get up? Like three? Nope. Nope. I, my alarm goes off at six from six to seven. I enjoy my cup of tea with my husband. And then seven o'clock, I start my day 90% of the time. Right. It's amazing. So you, because, because you're, work, you're, Janice, go I should be busy, right? I love what I do. I can I hear also, that know that stuff's not going to get done. So, right. I have an incredible assistant who helps get accomplish a lot. We have an incredible board of directors that support our incubator. Unbelievable. Uh, And so I have to realize that these are my strengths and outside of that, I need to ask for help. And I can put myself in the pressure cooker of getting it all done, which is a false reality that we all need to stop living in and realize that I can show up today, do my best leave it all on the court, come home, feed my family, go for a walk, eat the ice cream or whatever it is that I do that day. Um, And so under that, Rachel, I do a lot of speaking. I do some consulting, um, but the biggest project and like really where I feel like the last 13 years of my entrepreneurial journey has been to build this thing Mm -hmm. is called Power to Pursue. Okay. Now what's, I, I, you have so many things. I, I like, I don't so even know. Many, and I try, I know. And like, it's, it's a lot. I have so many things. I'm saying that in air quotes, because this is that divine universe where I just keep following the path as it unfolds for me. Well, you're so open. Trying. You're so open. I just, I, it's what, it's the only thing I can do. Right. And it's funny. Cause I just came out of a hard cycle of trying to control it and trying to overthink it. And I'm like, God, why do I feel so awful? Yeah, we got to let it go and let it come to you. That's right. And so power to pursue. Yes. What is power to pursue? It is a women's empowerment movement. So it's really important for okay. me to create a space for women, mm-hmm. not to network in, but to be seen, heard and loved in. Okay. So we are creating, we, we had our first summit in May of 2022. We had over 400 women here regionally show up for it. Oh my God. And so we're moving to a bigger location next year because like there was no room 
there for us. It's like, amazing. Do you have speakers it. or what, what's the, yeah, so it's speakers. We had, um, panels, we had two keynotes. What's really incredible is that we're because of the bigger location this year, we're going to be adding breakout sessions to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought a couple people, one person from in out of town, and then everyone else was kind of selected here regionally because mm-hmm. man, the women in our city are on fire. Like we just, Look, you guys, wherever you live, like look to your neighbors and notice the women who are creating in your backyard, because I tell you what, it will blow your mind. Love it. Doing. And so power to pursue, we do monthly programming. Um, We have a speaker series that we work with mad tree, which is a local brewery here in town called ascending women. Mm -hmm. Um, We're getting ready to do a 150 person event on Tuesday. um, When this podcast, I think might be released called women in food, highlighting our, um, some of our women makers here in town. And then um, the big summit will take place in May and come wherever you live. Hey, I don't know if you have my email, but well, it will no, connect. This is something like that I might want Absolutely. to do. I mean, okay, it great. sounds phenomenal. Um, we had, I mean, just from the sponsors and the speakers and what for me, Janice, like I told all of our speakers, this is a vulnerable stage. This isn't a stage where we're going to sit here and tell everybody how great it is. Mm-hmm. This is a stage where we're going to tell them how many times we fell and who helped us get back up. Exactly. Right. Because we're better together. And I want women to come to this in their enoughness, in their fullness. You know, I don't know for you, but I have been told so many times over my life, there's not room for me at the table. I'm too loud. I'm too fat. They don't understand gratitude. How do you make money off of that? Mm, I don't really get it, Rach. Like, oh, that's cute. You do you over there in your little corner, but I'm Mm going to stay here. And so- what this is, is going, wait a second. No, 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 no. We're all, we are enough. I am enough for who, how I am and what I believe in. I'm going to bring my enoughness, my fullness to the table. You bring yours and we'll find synergy because we're being our authentic, truthful self. Okay. Rachel, I just want you to know, I'm going to get in my car and drive to Cincinnati right now (laughs) and give you a little hug. Um, No, you are like, um, really, you're you're just, I love it. You're like a, you, you, not only did you find your passion, but you're, you're out there doing it and you're not, you know, you're, yes, you're saying it's easy, whatever, but I'm sure there's been besides the. Absolutely. It's the hardest work I've ever done, but I get to choose this work every day. Every day I get to wake up and go, wow, I get to do that, right? Like I just left a meeting with our local airport about how we get more local food in the airport. And then I get to come home and get to talk to you and tell my story that like, I'm really, I'm really proud of it because I'm a woman with not a college degree, Uh uh, without investors who have started three businesses at this point, right? Like, because I believe by listening to my purpose, by showing up as my, as me, it all unfolds and it happens. I have fallen down so many mountains. (laughs) I have, right? Like you name it, it's happened. No, you're unbelievable. So, Hey, have you ever thought about running for office? (laughs) You think I'm kidding. I I have a sticker on my water bottle that says make America grateful again. And I'm like, you guys, I have my presidential campaign slogan. I, I'm not kidding. Like no. it works. Yes. I, we need, we need, we need you. We, we need you on in a, in a very broad way. Yes. Thank you. Well, Thank so you. I'm putting that, I'm putting that in your head. 
maybe I wouldn't be the first person. <laughs> and, you, and you can just let that marinate over the that's next right, little while right. and think about where you'd start in because yeah. yeah, you're, you're like amazing. So Rachel, I love your story. I love what you're doing with this. Per- What's it called again? The power, power to pursue. Power to so pursue. If you go to thegratitudecollective.org, that is our one-stop shop website that okay. can be back to everything I've built. So okay. um, we okay. call it that, right? Like that's our kind of our umbrella, the Gratitude Collective. Okay, because I feel like that the, there's a lot of stuff that you're offering that people can, you know, dip into, dip out of that, it, you know, you don't have to do, I want, because you do everything. It does, what I'm saying is, Check out her website. I'm, I mean, I've already looked at it, but now that I've met you, I'm going to do a little bit more of a careful, uh, you know, deep dive there um, <laughs> and see what, you know, because I think you have so much to offer. So in, yeah. in, so, and thank you for sharing all this. You're like a bundle of positivity. Well, thank you for giving me a platform to share on. Oh, I, you- it, it is humble. Anytime someone says, Hey, can you come share your story with my people? Because love it. That's the ripple that we each have the power. Right. You know, when, when I started doing this as no one knows, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I'm still not sure I do, but I feel like it's going pretty well over the last, you know, whatever. But the whole purpose of this was, you know, I started during COVID and I thought, I don't know, I think people are out there need a little like, you know, un, like a little, just like how you did with your hands, a little hug, you know, virtually whatever, because even with COVID, I feel like if you searched, there was some meaning to be gathered from your time, you know, up where we had to be alone with ourselves or our right. families, whatever. So there were there, even with that, there's opportunity for growth. So, and that, and reflection and to really examine like, so what, what is it that I want to do with my life? So if you were going to leave the listener now with like a closing thought about purpose and, and, and whatever, like to give them like a thought, like anything that pops in your head that you think would be particularly helpful in closing. If there's something that your heart is calling out for, listen, Mm -hmm. it is, it is the greatest gift that we all have. And if you listen to that, I, I truly believe you'll, you won't be steered in the wrong direction. Love it. I, I totally 100% agree, but you do have to stop and listen a little bit. So I always end each podcast with a little quote. So I knew we were going to talk about gratitude. <clears throat> so here's, here's what I found that I thought was good by Deepak Chopra, who's one of my favorite people. Um, just as a sidebar, uh, I'm a therapist and my clients know that I like him. So for my, I had a big birthday a year ago and for my clients that know that they're all my clients, whatever they went ahead and you know how you can hire someone to say happy birthday. They yeah. all pitched in and had DPX Chopra wish me happy birthday. So That's on my phone, so is that the sweetest, greatest That's thing ever? Really cool. Yeah, I, I have to say that was probably one of the nicest well, gifts. I have volumes on your character to have clients love you oh, so much oh, to be able to gift you that. that you it, it was incredible. Thank you. It was incredibly special. And I still have it on my phone. And every now and then I, I listen to it every day. And I think, and I think Deepak, you're my friend. Okay. So here's the quote. Gratitude opens the door to the power, the wisdom, and the creativity of the universe. You open the door to get there through gratitude. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then my add on to that is, and when you do that, you're, you, you can't, it's impossible not to find out what your next piece of thing that you should be doing, you know, for your purpose. Cause I always like to remind everybody purpose doesn't mean you have to, I mean, I threw in there, go run for office, but you look at what you're, you started with the graham crackers. It doesn't have to be like, you know, such a huge, big deal. Just do one thing and just start. 
Just start. That's if the main you, thing. If you're waiting for it to be perfect, right? If you're right. waiting for the, the right amount right. of money or yep. like, no, you have to start today with what you have. A hundred percent. And that's gratitude. Like this right. is what I have. This is what I got to start with. Exactly. Real, and, so. and, and the thing that I love, and, and then we're going to close, you know, the thing that you said that to me, I mean, you said so many great things, but that gratitude is free. It, 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 you can do it any time of the day. And it's, it's just always there, no matter what else is going on. We yeah. always can find one or two things if we look like that we're grateful for. So, and if, and there's something about that, I believe that shifts our energy and just moves us into a better, higher place um, of peace and love. And which certainly we all need. Um, so thank you, Rachel. I, I feel like we're going to yeah, probably have more contact at some point. So I appreciate it so much. Um, so thanks so, so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you for again. Um, so on that note, um, this is Janice Alpert, uh, hoping you're living your life with purpose and maybe even on purpose till next time. Uh, bye-bye.